I'm Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pesson. And this is Bitchin' About Food. Jan is busy. (laughs) Jan is busy looking at a box of chocolate. Yes. That our guest Anya Kremer brought from Germany. Who's now my favorite person on the planet. Yeah, first of all, Jan, she's not even looking at our guest. She's like, hey, how are you? Oh, yeah, are we recording? Yeah, what's in this box of chocolate? I just want to look at it. Yeah, it's chocolate, Jan. I know what it is, but it's special chocolate because it's from Germany. Yeah, and brought with love. Yes. Would you travel a great distance for love, Jan? Would you travel? I would travel a great distance for a lot of things. <laughs> Anya travels a great distance for love. She's here visiting her love, who's Dean's friend and my friend, Louie. She's all the way from Germany. Please welcome Anya Kremer. Yay! Yay! She's our first international guest. Hashtag Berlin or bust. Yeah. Yeah, you are our first international guest. Yeah. You're barely you. recovered from your jet lag. Yeah. I'm still. You're still a little kinda, jet lag. Yeah. Yeah, because that's no picnic. Traveling mm-hmm. from Germany. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Especially the way coming is pretty hard. Yeah. The way going, flying through the night is easier. Can you sleep on an airplane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's because yeah. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi, honey. Thank you for That's having so me. Nice. Yeah. Seems like how's, how's the food on the plane? Let's start um, there. Good. It's Lufthansa. It's, it's good. Lufthansa it's has good. great food and mm-hmm. great snacks. Sorry, I was asking Anya. <laughs> But You're a giant big heifer. I don't care. I just was... keep picking at your chocolate. <laughs> Exhausted. I know. I tried to cop. I tried to cop Jan's chocolate, and she wouldn't let me have it. No. So anyway, thank you for bringing anyway. chocolate. By the way, it was very sweet of you. Yes, it was very sweet. Thank you. So enough of this. Let's talk about German food, shall we? Okay. I have a soft spot in my heart for German food because, as you know, Jan, I am one quarter German. Well, I'm more than one quarter. You are. So, yeah. My mother's German. And Russian, but a lot of German, my mom. But I thought your mom was, oh, so she was Jew- Jewish, German, Russian? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a, there's a lot of German on her side. Not my father's side, but her side. Well, okay. So my father's mother, my father was one of seven children. Marie Lindemann was her name. She was a cook. Like she cooked her ass off. She had seven children. My grandfather never cooked. He was a banker. He came home from work every night at six o'clock. He walked in the door at six o'clock and sat down and said, where's dinner? So she had to have dinner on the table at six o'clock every night, not to mention breakfast and lunch if the kids didn't, you know, take it to school or whatever. She was a heck of a good cook. I mean, a really good cook. I put one of her recipes up on the blog, her icebox cake, which I'll talk more about later. My father spent his entire life searching for German food like his mother's. And he was mostly 95% unsuccessful because my mother was not a fan of German food. She did not like it at all. And so he would constantly ask her to make things, one of which I wrote down, which I need your help on. Because they used to call it, my mother called it Kadoffelfloss. Sorry, I just opened my box of chocolate, and, and there are these little wafers. Oh my goodness! They're they're square, dark chocolate, thin. Yeah, they look very thin. Yeah. Oh, I think I just died and went to heaven. But Sorry. you can't. But but if you have thirty of those, mm. it's it defeats the purpose. You're supposed to have one little thin I, wafer. I, have I had one yet? European no. style. No, but I can see the judgy. That... Don't be so judgy. <laughs> God. Okay. Anyway, Anya, thank you. You're I'm welcome. excited. You're welcome. Okay, uh-huh. so it's called Kato- okay. Kartoffel. Kartoffelklöße. 
Kartoffelklöße. Kartoffelklöße. Which is very similar to the uh, knödel I recently made for yes. you. Anya But made the most delicious napkin knödel with a mushroom sauce. Louis was funny. He was describing it. He's like, well, Anya came over and she got these pretzels and she wrapped them up in a sock and she boiled them in water. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And it was so good. And <laughs> Dean's looking at me like, don't even think about making that. I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm not making that, making that for you. That's a big waste of time. But you were nice enough to take some from that stash and give it to me. And I put it in the freezer and I ate it. And I was like, oh, my God. Did but, you did you fry it the slices? Yes, oh, I did exactly yeah. what you told me to do. It was delicious. But the kartoffel, what is it? How do you say it? Kartoffelkloss? Kartoffelklöße. Kartoffelklöße. That was my that was my father's like quest. Mm -hmm. And my mother was like, "I'm not making those." Why it, not? Why not? I, you know, I don't know. It's labor intensive. It's, it is. It's potatoes. What is it? It's potatoes that you mash up and then you boil or fry. No, yeah. you boil them. You boil them. It's like you make a kind of dough kind of thing. With the potatoes. Yeah. Kartoffelklosse. Yeah. And you like uh, make little um, balls and uh, boil them. Yeah. My mother would be like, she would, she would describe it as, she's like, these heavy potato balls. Your grandmother used to make them. They were horrible. Mm -hmm. I hated them. But they're not the main part of the dish. They're actually the side. Yeah. To like, usually you have Kartoffelklosse Kartoffel and like um, red cabbage with it. Like oh, I love red cabbage. With like a, like a, it's slightly sweet. You put a little bit of sugar in it. You boil it, put, put a little bit of sugar in it. And mm -hmm. you have like a roast with mm -hmm. it. So this is like a classic German combination, like yes. a winter food kind of thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. A roast, mm -hmm. some cabbage. Potato, very cold winter. Potato balls. <laughs> I mean, Dean would be like, no cabbage. What are these potato things? I'll eat the roast. That'd be it. Mm -hmm. He would not be happy. But it's delicious, actually. I so like anything I... that's balls. Anything that is Wow, balls. Jan. Have some more chocolate, Jan. <laughs> What a surprise. Put some chocolate in your mouth, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Anya did not come all the way from Berlin to listen to your crazy. No, she did not. Okay, okay. My grandmother also made a creamed spinach, and my brother and I are obsessed with this recipe because I wish that water bottle was louder. <laughs> like that crunchy water bottle right in the microphone. What is wrong with you? Okay, sorry. Let's It's talk about my grandmother. Let's talk about my. Chan's over there. She's like, I wish I was outside just eating chocolate and drinking from my water bottle. Focus, will ya? I'm focused. Okay, will you fine. quit focusing on me and focus on our guest? Okay, I'm focusing on Anya. Okay, Thank you. Listen, the spinach. My brother and I have been racking our brains and we're also, he's got my mother's recipe box mm -hmm. from when she passed away. And he calls me up. He goes, what's mom's, what's grandma Gallagher's recipe for spinach? And I said, I can't remember, but I know it involved white bread and milk mm -hmm. and spinach and she would cream it. There's nothing light about any of my grandmother's recipes. Everything is super heavy, mm -hmm. but super delicious. Yeah. German food is so good. And I don't, I can't, it's, it's different than Jewish food in a way because it's, it's, it's got flavors that are just different. There's kind of sweet, salty, sour, kind of all mixed in. Mm -hmm. And you make something that I wrote, oh, you, you made something that... Anya is a big foodie. She came one year and she she was trying to make a Sommer Kinder Kinderbuschkuchen. How do you say it? It's a Sommer Kindergeburtstagskuchen, which is 
a name I came up with because the cake has actually no name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this gelatin like, cake. Yeah, it's like a cheesecake kind of thing. With and jello. With, yeah, with the German jello. And we found out the hard way that it just works with the German jello and the American jello doesn't work. Yeah, she it came over. become firm. So, um, well, no, the, she came over the first year and made it with American Jello. P.S. We all snarfed it down because it was freaking delicious. And then the following year, she came and she said, Oh, I brought the German Jello with me. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> we also snarfed it down. What are you <laughs> laughing at? What? <laughs> What's so funny? No, nothing. I just have all these cracks I want, I'm going to make, but I'm not making them because they're inappropriate. So just talk. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm just being inappropriate. I'm sorry. Okay. In and, my own head. And then I was searching in my Google Docs for your recipes because I write your recipes down. And there's something that came up called hazelnut ricotta apricot chocolate cake dash Ooh. Anya. Hmm. Did you make a hazelnut ricotta apricot chocolate cake once on one of your trips here? Was there some cake I that you made? I think the first time I made it. Yeah. 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 But I'm, this is a recipe I brought with me. It's not like a traditional German Oh, it was just something that you discovered yeah, and yeah. Yeah, which I liked and wanted to try. So yeah. So can I know you have your list. Go Should ahead. Should I let you finish your no, list? Go before? ahead. My okay. list is very long. I evidently. God. Okay. Pour your head out of your chocolate. Yeah. So I have a question. So yeah. when you get here like the difference between eating in Germany and eating here. That's on my list. What a coinky dink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. This is going really well. Anyway, so my question is, what's, what's the biggest difference for you when from how you eat when you're in Germany and then how you eat when you're here? Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, that's like a, um, a topic we can talk about all day, okay. actually, because it depends on if we are talking about like how I prepare my food at home. Yes. Or is it like the food... In general, the differences in food in general, or, you yep. know, it's both. like, yep. yeah, both. I mean, the difference is I live by myself in my apartment, so I cook for myself. And um, do you full on cook? What was that? Do you cook like a whole thing or do you just nibble on some crackers and cheese and call it dinner? Um, it depends if I'm in the mood to cook, but I found out that I enjoy cooking and especially eating in company way more. So I kind of quit cooking like the big things at some point after my then boyfriend left. So um, oftentimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's not worth it. You know, it's like it makes me feel sad. So I oh, do, that's interesting. I do simple things or I either um, prepare like a giant batch of something. Yes. And freeze portions yeah, and yeah. defrost it and yeah. then eat it and. So, yeah, it's like that. But I used to be like a decent cook at some point and, it, and I enjoyed doing it. So so now yeah. it's more like you're just kind of cooking when you feel like it and then cobbling it together. Mm -hmm. But how about when you fly over here? When you come over here, you're with Louis. Mm -hmm. So do you lapse into I'm going to cook mode? Do you guys go out a lot? I don't really know. I mean, I have you over for I have you. Over, you're you're a staple every Christmas Eve. And I see you a couple of times when you're here, but I don't know like your day-to-day -day routine with Louis and cooking. Mm -hmm. Like, do you cook for Louis every night or every other night? Or We cook together. And most of the times, um, actually, we have like um, American things, which I like to um, explore. And, like what? Um, 
I mean, to me, actually, a revelation was mac and cheese, <laughs> which is not a big thing in Germany at all. Really? It's like, yeah, and it feels like comfort food. And speaking of comfort food, um, the first time I visited, Louis took me to a little restaurant, uh, like close to uh, his house, which is called Bacon Broil. Yes, I've been there. And the way they cook is like so comforting. Yes. You know, they make like a... It's it's some kind of broth, like long cooked broth, and like it's yep. I don't know it's, great food there. It's just great food, and it's and even the the waiters looked like out of a, an American movie yeah, or something. It like looks that. like it looks like an old diner. Yeah, but it's it's more it's newer than that. But you know, Dean will go there for breakfast with Louis uh, from time to time, and then they also have dinner, and they just have great you know great food, just kind of what's good it called? Bake and broil. Bake, bake and broil. Bake and broil. And where is it? Long Beach. Oh, it's far. Yeah, it's That's far. That's why I don't go there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Yeah, and I enjoy it. Everything's new to me. I'm like a little kid in a candy store. Like, oh, a stack of pancakes. Wow, look at that. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm always amazed about all the things I see here. When you say you cook with Louis, mm-hmm. you cook together... Louis sitting right next to me, by the way. It doesn't matter, but he's right here. Just for the, for a listening audience, Louis is here. Um, I mean, truly cooking together, truly sharing restaurant uh, kitchen duties, like you chop this and I'll saute yeah, that. We do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm always just amazed at that. It, uh, to me, that's even more amazing than one person doing all the cooking. Mm-hmm. The actual shared cooking thing is just so foreign to me. But it's fun to be in the kitchen together, I think. Well, you know? it depends well, it on who It sounds like you... for, for you personally, cooking is a something that you want to be a shared experience. It's a social thing for yeah. me, and it's like an emotional thing Yeah, I get me. that. Very emotional. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. very creative as well. Yeah. It's interesting that, still, that cooking for yourself in Germany would still bring up feelings from you know a prior experience where you had somebody Mm -hmm. to cook with Mm -hmm. yeah it does actually but but cooking with dean would be just hard (laughs) (laughs) it would just be hard he has no interest whatsoever in it at all Mm-hmm. And Louis does. He has an interest in food. Do you grocery shop together when you're here? Yeah, all the time, oh, almost every day. It really? feels like it's not true, but it feels like. Yeah. And I'm the same way in the in the grocery store. Everything's like, oh, look at that. Oh, what's that? And the package looks like, whoa. I'm always like amazed. Well, that's so, one of my favorite things to do when I go to a foreign country is go to the grocery store because mm-hmm. I think they're so interesting. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I I just like. I guess what I'm just trying to get at is like, what's the biggest difference between the food here and the food there? In a restaurant, say, like if you go out to food, if you go out to dinner in Berlin, mm-hmm. what's the thing that you'll always notice as opposed to going out to dinner here in America? The portions oh. are like giant over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're kind of scary. Yeah, to me, <laughs> really scary. Yeah, yeah. and in, I am I'm used to way smaller portions. Yeah. And um, I'm overwhelmed by the um, amount of food on the plate sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. there's enough food for like yeah. three. The people. second it comes to the table, I I know I'm not, I'm not going to be able to finish. Yeah. And what is and like what does that affect your appetite in a way? Like sometimes no. something will get sometimes something will be put down on the table, and I'll just think like, oh, how am I going to eat all that? And of course mm-hmm. I do, but 
I just think it's way too much food. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't affect my appetite. It's just like I, I think like who's going to eat all this? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, That's... but this is like I'm just not used to it, and this is a big difference. Um, okay, so how about growing up? What about your mom, your dad? My mom used to cook, um, and my dad didn't. Okay, so but was... he was working; he wasn't at home. So I mean, there was no he he couldn't do it. Sometimes I mean, every are you an only child? No, I have a um, big brother. Okay, so okay. yeah, um, and my dad, like every couple of years, he said like, "Okay, I'm cooking." <laughs> And my mom was like, oh, no, shit, <laughs> don't do that. crap. But he wanted to so bad. So he made um, Reibekuchen, which is like a Rhinelandish. It's like a you make a, a um, potato dough kind of thing and fry it up. Oh, and you man. eat it with um, um, an applesauce. Like is it's, this like a roasty? A yes kind of thing. Like a yeah. potato pancake, like a big potato similar. pancake. Yeah. yeah, it's similar. So you wanted to do this and it, it it was good, but the way the kitchen looked afterwards yeah. was like a mess. Yeah. And he said, okay, I'm done. Okay, um, back mom. to mom. Yes. <laughs> so like what was her go-to? Like was she like a surf, like a, would she do like a big giant meal every night or would she do like, you know, little things or what would happen if she made something and you didn't like it? Did you have to eat it or would she allow you to not eat it? That's always a fascinating topic uh, yeah. for me. I yeah. mean, first of all, um, during my childhood, um, the main meal was um, lunch and not dinner. Oh. We had our like big meal um, after we came back home from school. Oh, really? Yes. Like at Very three, common in Germany. Three, I, four o'clock, you eat? It was like um, uh, school usually ended at one o'clock. Okay. And then we came home maybe like half past one. We walked home all by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Since That's, those days are gone. Since day one. Yeah. And, um, and then like uh, everything else in the evening is not like dinner, like a big meal. It's like we call it Abendbrot which is like an evening bread when you like translate it directly into English. And you just like put some slices of bread on the table. Bread is another big German thing. Mm -hmm. And just put some cheese, make it salad, uh, have some pickles, stuff like that. And just, you know, put together what you like and eat it. it but in a small way, not a big, big meal or anything. So that was your evening meal. Yeah. What was the afternoon meal? Was it huge? Big, um, you mean the lunch one? Yeah, the lunch one, the main meal of the day. Um, usually it was um, some veggies, sometimes like um, some meatballs, um, a salad usually, um, very German. Yeah. Um, so nothing fancy, no Italian food or, you know, like no influences, very German food, very basic things. Um, and everything was made from scratch, which is like um, very oh common in, a, in Germany. I think I don't know if it's like that still, but back then, like everything was made from scratch. No convenience food at all. Oh, my God. Everything. Oh, my God. So your mother was always in the kitchen. Yeah, more or less, you know, but she prepared things and uh, there are things you can make from uh, scratch and it's uh, not time yeah, consuming. You can keep. What yeah. about breakfast? Did you, was it breakfast? Is breakfast a thing over there? Like when you're. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. I, I remember my mom eating like a, um, a bread roll, a brötchen, uh, like a, a 
light wheat um, bread roll with butter and honey on it every morning and a cup of black coffee and that's it. That sounds so good right now. I had like a bread roll with, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention like... um, brands here of but course with m- nutella on it nutella is fantastic <laughs> and i loved it and i ate it every day and my grandma was so upset with my mom allowing that why because my grandma thought that this this girl is going to starve because she gets no nutrients and nothing but uh, see i'm still here yeah you're still here <laughs> bread and nutella yeah that's i so- love I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. Yeah, Nutella is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, over here we use it more like a dessert, mm-hmm. but it's more common in Europe as a breakfast. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very common. Well, so my dad, for his whole life, as I said, was on a quest for German food, and we lived mostly in Chicago. So he would go. We would every once in a while he would get a hair up his butt, and we'd have to go downtown to. Um, and I wrote these restaurants down. Uh, Mat Eigler, which is no longer there. Zoom Deutschen Eck. Uh, and then sometimes we'd go to Wisconsin to Karl Ratsch in Milwaukee. We'd even go to the Milwaukee German Fest. He was like obsessed with German food. Um, and mom was just like, mm, not having it. And I told the story of the sauerbraten on the last podcast, so I won't tell that again. My grandmother. Oh, darn. My gra- <laughs> Don't be such a big giant bitch. Sorry. My grandmother made sauerbraten for my parents' engagement. And my, my I poor- know the story. My poor mother's family was so... I know the story. They hated it, but they asked for seconds. Mm, Don't know the story. Don't be a bitch. Okay. Um, Okay. What am I writing here? Uh, Oh, you asked about, um, you know, if if I had to eat everything that was on my plate, you know, during um, uh, lunch. And the way my mom did it, like she put everything in bowls on the table and she said, like, help yourself, put on your plate whatever you like. But once it's on your plate, you have to eat it. And this worked very well. So I never felt like a stressed or urge to eat something. Yeah, because you could put something little. Mm -hmm. You could take a little piece Mm -hmm. and try it and be like, I don't like it, so I'm not going to put any more on my plate. Mm -hmm. That works well. Let's talk about dinner parties. Mm -hmm. I'm having you over next week for a dinner party. I'm all excited. Yay. Yay. Um, Eat before you get there. (laughs) You are a cow. Jan is invited and she has declined the invitation because she has something else going on that night. But she's going to pop her head over to say, hey, that's fine with me. Less is more. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ever. What do dinner parties look like in Germany? Like do like Catherine, you know, our friend Catherine. Mm -hmm. She went she's in France right now and she called me up the other day. She goes, oh, we had the best meal the other night. She goes, yeah. I said, what time did you get there? She goes, well, we got there probably like. 8.39. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in bed by 9. Yeah, they eat late over there. She got there at 8.30. They finished at 2 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the shit? Same. Same thing in Germany? Same. Maybe not that late. I I would say we start like between 7 and 8 maybe. Okay. But it takes a long time until everybody is like really at the table. You know, you do a lot of conversation, conversation, like saying hi, appetizers, little wine. Yeah, that's not my thing at all. I'm like, hi, how are you? Here's dinner. Bye. No, very different. (laughs) And we like being at the table takes a very long time enjoying dinner. And then everybody stays and talks and drinks. You know, it's like an indicator. The longer the people stay, the better the evening was. So when someone uh, leaves uh, early, it's like, oh. He didn't like it or she didn't like it. You know, it's like, yeah, that's very different. You know, people are kind of 
glued to their chairs. I can't see Catherine in Europe oh at God. all going to dinner no, parties. No, no, I do. You know she, what? Here's what I do. I eat. When, no, I, no, no. when I go over to visit Catherine, here's what I do. I eat before we go to the party. Like I have like my little stash of nuts and crackers and I'll eat those in my little bedroom. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. And then by then I'm full and then I can go to the party. And by the time we eat, by the time we eat, I'm hungry again. But Gee, I have to, how shocking! I have but to yes. eat. I have to eat something before yeah, the evening I, starts. I can't picture you doing it yeah, at no. all. But so. my problem is staying awake because you know, as Anya said, they like to sit around and talk 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 and talk. And I'm like, how do you? How are you all staying? It's like one o'clock in the morning. How are you still awake? Especially after drinking, 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 champagne, 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 drinking, drinking. And I'm just like, ugh. But, you know, it is a different way of living and you do get used to it. And I mean, it's it's lovely because it's an appreciation of food and friendship as opposed to my dinner parties. It's like, hi, how are you? Dinner's on the table. When are you leaving? Which I don't mean to be like that, but that's just how I'm wired. You know, you and I work at the same kind of a high paced job. We're like, da, 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 da. No, really? Because <laughs> no one can get a word in edgewise. So, yeah, you're, you're a little wired. In fact. Quit, quit no smoking the crack before we get here. I Just not, stop it. Okay, I'm trying to keep the ball afloat, Jan. I know. I'm not hey. letting giant tractor trailers drive through those pauses. Shut up. <laughs> Question. So when you're here, because you come for a, a bit of, you know, mm -hmm. a good um, chunk of time. Yeah, usually long, a month or Yeah, not like long that. enough. Mm -hmm. But do you miss, do you do you ever go, oh, I really miss this in, in Germany. I wish I could I could just have some of this, whatever that is. You mean I miss something I um food wise, yeah. Something American I miss in Germany or the no, other way around? No, when you're here. Something you miss in Germany. Um first of all, like the first time I visited it was the bread that was like a big thing because bread is an important thing in Germany and right. there are so many varieties of bread yeah. and it's it's actually a world heritage. The German bread is like world heritage. What does that mean? Um, it, it's like um, the um, it's it acknowledged the the importance of the bread. You know, it can be. It's like a landmark. Like yeah, when we yeah, have historical right. buildings that you that right. you make a landmark. Yeah, their their bread in and of itself is their is, is a heritage. Oh, thing. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're Jen. welcome. I have to explain things to her. It's not easy. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a little slow. Yeah. She is a yeah. very no, slow. Yeah. Not little. Very. Anyway. Yeah. So the yeah. bread. Yeah. So you miss and the bread. Yeah. I. Um. I mean, I'm used to a different kind of bread, and I noticed like, okay, this uh, you can't get this over here until we found a very cool bakery in Long Beach called, um, uh, what's it called? Gusto bread. It's, I think that it's Mexican owned and they make like delicious bread. Gusta? Gusto there, bread. What is the oh, one? Gusto. Gusto bread. But there's one German bread maker here. Oh, oh, it's, it's in Venice, I think. Yeah. No, no. It's, um, oh, it's the guy that bought uh, Dear John's. Um, Catherine's Googling it. But mm -hmm. you, that would be a good place for you to go because mm -hmm. I know that their bread. Is, He's fantastic. Yeah, and it's ger it's German. Oh, I interesting. Mean, yeah. You have to go there. So, yeah. okay, so the bread. Yeah, the bread is a big thing. So yeah. once we found that, I was kind of relieved. Okay. Uh, and we um, also found out that certain things, not only bread, but other things, um, like, might have the same name, but actually the actual product is something completely different, like pumpernickel. Okay. Bread over here is not what, 
German pumpernickel bread is. No. Something completely different. It's Rockenwagner. That's it. Hans Rockenwagner. That's right. Yes. That's what it is. There's yeah. a Rockenwagner. I have to write this yeah, down. There's mm-hmm. a Rockenwagner bakery still, I believe, on Washington Boulevard in Mar Vista. Is that where it is? I don't okay. think it's in Venice anymore. Okay. That guy can make a bread. That guy yeah, can check oh, that out. I need to yeah. go there. Rock and check Wagner. that out. Just Google mm-hmm. it. I'll send it to you. I'll send it. So the what's text. what's the difference between the pumpernickel in Germany and the pumpernickel here? I mean, the pumpernickel that I saw over here is like um, pretty dark, but right. soft, fluffy bread, like toast bread, which is just dark. You know? Yeah. And in Germany, pumpernickel is like super dense, like super heavy small slices of round um moist like bread. spongy no not spongy it's very dense almost hard and you eat it with like a cream cheese or salmon or uh, just a piece of butter yeah, yeah. Oh, God, a thick piece so of butter on it with salt all of my like german that. all of my german food receptors are twanging like because yeah. <laughs> i was in germany Brief mm-hmm. for like a couple of weeks when I lived in Paris, and, mm-hmm. and I do remember that the that the, the bread was heavy, mm-hmm. a lot heavier. Yeah, I was used to the French baguettes. Yeah, everything fluffier. everything is very fluffy and light, and mm-hmm. the breads in Germany were definitely denser and heavier. Yes, and is. that's what they all eat for breakfast: mm-hmm. bread, mm-hmm. bread with jams and butter, and and, and and no, no, not but like a like some kind of spread. I don't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that's what breakfast was. Yeah. It's yeah. weird to think that France and Germany are not really that far away from each other, and yet the food is so radically, incredibly different, you yeah. know, for yeah. the most it's part. It's like with every country in Europe, like Italy. They're uh, all radically different. Yeah. yeah. But every I mean, country, and they're so close by, and still it's so different. Yeah. And it's a different, different than language America. once you cross the border. Yeah. And the people are different. Yeah. People yes. are different. Yes. We're not all the same. No. We're not. Not at all. That's just a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. But as this Joe this Biden ma- would say. Yeah. This makes like traveling in Europe so interesting. So I travel a lot with my uh, friend Sylvia, for example, and we, for example, went to London. We always include like some fancy restaurants and just um, enjoy the food there because it's different. I think yeah. British food is highly underrated. It's so good. Mm-hmm. British food is so good. It is? Yes. It what? has gotten so good. Okay. Yes. Gotten. Yes. Because it sure wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, all the times I went over to see Christine and all the times I went over to see Sue and all those times, you know, for a couple of decades now, it's been killer good. Really and are good. you talking about British food or are you talking about like Indian food? No, I'm talking about British food huh. and Indian food. Well, I know the Indian food is good. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. we digress. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So okay. this is what we did, did anyway, um, uh, regardless where we traveled to, let's say to Provence in France. Uh, we just ate yeah. every evening like crazy good food or um, uh, in Tuscany in Italy. You know, it was kind of about the experience, but food was a big part of the experience every well, time. What is your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, that's hard. That's yeah, that's a hard, hard question. I, yeah. I I love eating in general, <laughs> and I love ex- exploring things, so it's hard. Um, Anya's a very adventurous food person. 
Yeah, I, at least I try everything. I mean, yeah. I have favorites and I have least favorite things. So, like what? What are your least favorite foods? Um, there's only one thing I definitely refuse eating, uh, which is oysters. I have like this is like a mental thing with me. It's like the thought. It's like so difficult for me because so, they're alive. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, now I can't do it. I never knew that. Mm -hmm. I used to eat oysters all the time. I never knew I was eating a live thing. Mm -hmm. And now that I do, mm -hmm. I will never eat them again. Okay. Really? Oh, God, no. No, no. I never knew that. I never knew that. The whole time I've been enjoying oysters, I was eating a live thing. No. Can't. Well, okay. No. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. No. Like, what's the difference between eating a live thing and eating a dead thing? Like you're eating one's a thing. One's alive and one's dead. <laughs> you're still eating a thing. It's not like an <laughs> inanimate vegetable. It's a. It's an animal, some kind of animal. Alive what is or dead. wrong with you? <laughs> Oh my God. By the time it hits your stomach all coated with cookies and chocolate, it's going to be dead anyway. So who cares? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Oysters are it's, awesome. It's, it's the difference between, you know, us on a deserted island, God forbid. Oh and, my God. And, Nightmare. you know, and me being starving to death and me going, oh, I'm just going to eat you while you're alive. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah it's no. a little different. I don't think I'd let you do that, Jen. Exactly. I, I, the I oyster has you. no choice. I could outrun you. Well, yeah, but it's an oyster. Okay. All right, fine. We, I can't just. I can't even talk to her about this. I but, can't talk to her about anything. She's yeah. fired. You're going to be my new hostess. Yes. We'll do it remotely. <laughs> Thank Jan's God. out. It's going to yeah. be bitching about food with Kath, Catherine and Anya. and Anya. Yeah, perfect. Okay, I don't listen. Have a problem. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Berlin. Yes. God, it's such a happening city, and I've never been there. All I can do is view it through Instagram, the lens of Instagram. My favorite, one of my favorite Instagrammers, Louisa Weiss. Mm -hmm. And your stuff, the stuff that you post. Oh, let, do you want to plug your design Insta that you don't post on very much? But uh, Anya has like a design Insta where you post like your vintage clothing finds and mm -hmm. some of your museum stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you want to you want to shout that out? What's what is? It's it's just some side thing on Instagram. Uh, my main feed is mostly about things I explore regarding art and design. Just things I come across and I like and take pictures of. It's and, fabulous. And the other is like, um, it's about, I'm a little bit into vintage clothing. I really like it. And I take pictures of it and like research the history of it and write a thing down. And is your jacket vintage? Yes. yes. I love it. She's a little bit into vintage as in she's hugely into yeah, vintage. Yeah. Well, I've always liked her clothes, but I, I love that jacket. Yeah. Thank everything she cool. wears is super stylish yeah. and fabulous. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So we'll, if, if you want, I'll link both of your Instagram handles yeah. to the write-up that Feel I do free to for... Do that for the the thing yeah yeah because it's really worth it your stuff your your especially your main feed with your museum stuff is just fantastic thank you yeah gorgeous you. but let's talk about the food scene in berlin yes because yes. berlin who knew is kind of like this cosmopolitan happening food oh, yeah. all different types of cuisine mm -hmm. louisa posts her favorite korean place and her favorite chinese place and oh i found dumplings at this place and it's unbelievable and you know mm -hmm. she used to live in new york so she's constantly comparing new york to berlin so you have good Chinese food in Berlin? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, the, we're going to have to go. Yeah. yeah. Different types, actually. It's like the, the true uh, Chinese food um, and then, you know, the Germanized uh, Chinese food as well. So uh, depending on, on what you like, you can choose the restaurant. When you say because I know yeah, how whoa, we are. Yeah, let's back up there. It's, a, it's about being hot. The things being like too hot for Germans to... Being oh, able you mean to eat it too spicy, too spicy, yeah. Oh, okay. So milder yeah, yeah. versions of yeah. Chinese yeah, yeah. food for the Germans. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, but you can have you can have everything in Berlin, and um, the city is always evolving and changing. So there are always new restaurants opening, and uh, my friend Barbara and I we always explore new places. She's good at finding them, and we. It's interesting how some people are. Some yeah. people have that, like Ralph, who was here a couple of weeks ago. My friend Ralph, mm -hmm. who was with Tom. Ralph is like. He's like a canary in a coal mine. He can scope out a restaurant that you wouldn't think five seconds to go into. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. He's yeah. just got that knack for finding a good restaurant. This is how Barbara is. And she's uh, good at like finding the good things on the menu and ordering yes, everything. That's she another orders like thing a too. whole array of stuff yeah. and we share things. And when we meet, like it's all about food. That's a talent. Sure. That yeah. is a talent to find mm -hmm. the restaurant mm -hmm. and know what to order. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. you have that too to some degree. You're good at ordering. I'm good at ordering. Yeah, I'm, I haven't been great at finding. No, cause... but you kind of know what's good when you get there. I do. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not mm. bad. Yeah. Uh, regarding food, Berlin is a great place to be. To How live. often do you go out to eat? I mean, more than. More than not that uh, much anymore since the pandemic, actually. Oh. Well, let's talk about that. Did the the food scene change post pandemic? Like yeah, many did... many places had to close. Actually, um, some came back in a different form in different places. Um, some bounced back. It, but in Berlin, you know, it's like um, it's always evolving anyways so it doesn't make much of a difference um it might be different in other places and because Germany. the scene is very fluid yeah yeah so the well, effect is not that strong i want to expand on germany a little bit because you know we were talking earlier with gene our friend about italy and how like the northern part of italy and the southern part of italy and different regions of Italy mm -hmm. have very, very, very different cuisines oh, yeah. that are kind of nuanced in their differences. Mm -hmm. Is the same thing true of Germany? Because when yeah. I think of German food, Absolutely. I think everything is one thing. No, Ger not at all. So it's German food is very regional and very seasonal as well. Okay, so yeah. like, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, what do you mean regional? Like Regional, I mean, like, uh, special, uh, specialties. Is this the right word? Yeah, um, specialties. Yeah. Specialties. Yeah. Um, for example, in Bavaria or like in the northern part of Germany okay. or in the part where I come from, which is like the far west part of Germany, like close to the Belgian border. Um, there are influences from France and Belgium there, and it's very regional. So the the um, Bavarian food is heavier, actually. The northern German food is like more um, towards fish and lighter stuff. Why is northern Germany? Isn't northern Germany more... because of the northern sea there? So there's fish available. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder why Bavarian food is heavier. Heavier. That's a good question. I don't know. I have to ask my Bavarian friends then. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about southern, like southern? Which is Bavaria? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where's mm -hmm. Berlin? I mean, obviously. it's like in the um, northern eastern part of Germany. Okay. Towards Poland. Okay. Just for orientation. Okay. Yeah. Where's yeah. Cologne? Cologne is, um, uh, which I described earlier, like in the western, far western part of Germany, in northern Westphalia. So this has like more the 
Belgium, Netherlands, and France influences. Yeah, that's where I was. Yes, yeah. in Cologne. Yes, yes. God, it's amazing. Like, and it, the beer is different too. I mean, Germany is big in beer, and uh, depending on in which part of Germany you are, you you have different beer there. Yeah, you know, the more I talk about t to people about Europe, mm -hmm. you Germany and Jean with Italy and and Catherine with France and and Sheila with France, the more I realize how there's such a strong uh, desire in America to homogenize the culture of food. Well, I mean, that's... Is, is that fast food? Yeah, that's fast food. That's fast food. Because if you go to different parts of the United States, I would say that the cuisine is very different depending yeah. on where you go, except for the fast food chains. Yeah. Like Olive Garden, yeah, and McDonald's, and all Panera, these, com yeah, Starbucks, all these commercialized Kentucky places, Chicken. which you now find in Europe as well. Yeah. Which yeah. you know, you don't have a lot of fast food in Berlin, do you? We do. Oh, of course yeah. we do. Huh? Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Us? Did you we do. invade your country with yes. our fast a food bit. bullshit? Yeah, yeah. We but did. it started. I think, I I can't remember exactly, but the first McDonald's I remember. In the city of Aachen, which is in uh, Western Germany, um, was in the mid '80s, maybe something like that. Okay. It was just yeah, that sounds about right because mm -hmm. it was just starting in Paris, really, when I went there mm -hmm. in 1984. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of it, but what was there it was like, oh, we must go to the Burger King, and I'm like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> the Burger yeah. King. Like, but there was okay. fast there was fast food earlier than that in Germany, which was uh, like Belgian fries. You know, people had like a little trailer set up and like opened the side of it and had like make were making fries with mayonnaise or um, mustard and um, oh, a fried delicious. with that a with a fried sausage. That doesn't sound like side. fast food. That sounds like something I'd be. But in our in eyes, it's fast food. Yeah. So you could you put it on a paper plate and eat it right right there well on our website which jan you look at every day i know she doesn't look at it at all she's never looked at it once on our website i have i did look at it once yeah once yeah. i posted my grandmother's recipe for my birthday cake that i make every year my grandma lindemann's <laughs> birthday cake and she used to call it chocolate icebox cake because she was old enough to remember that the ice man would come and deliver big chunks of ice when she was a kid to her that you know the refrigeration mm -hmm. was crude back then chocolate icebox cake you don't cook this cake it's a no cook cake so i put a picture a, a stock photo from the internet on the blog and the closest thing to it for our listeners is chocolate charlotte so what it is is you line a pan with lady fingers and then you have to get which are hard to find, the cake-like ladyfingers. Oh, yeah. And then you have to go and buy German sweet chocolate, Baker's German sweet chocolate. You use the Baker's unsweetened for Gaga's brownies. Right. Baker's also makes a German sweet chocolate, which is even harder to find, although they do have it on Amazon, I discovered. So then you melt this chocolate, and then you separate eight eggs. My mother always used to say, eight eggs in that thing. Eight eggs. That's so many eggs. You don't cook the eggs. So then you whip up the whites, you, then you melt the chocolate, you whip up the egg yolks, you fold it all in, you put it in the thing. P.S. Delicious. But people get ooged out by the raw egg thing. Well, E. coli will do that to people. <laughs> but I've, nobody's ever gotten sick on my grandmother's ice It's worth cake. it, though. I've eaten it. Yeah. It's, it's worth death. It's delicious. But it's there's really raw good. egg and tiramisu as well, so... 
Exactly. See, that's how that's how a foodie. Feels. There used to be raw egg in a lot of things. You used to make Caesar salad at your table with a raw egg. I make Caesar salad from scratch with a raw egg. Yeah. But here's delicious. what I don't think I'll ever eat again: is steak tartare. Would you ever eat that again? Steak tartare. You're not mm-hmm. a big meat eater, anyway. I would. You would. Mm-hmm. I would. We we just today we talked about eating raw hamburger meat. Really? Yes. I don't think I could do that. Maybe in Germany I could, but it's, not over it's here. It's like a very common thing. It's like a more traditional thing. I it's not so common anymore nowadays, but I remember like on like big parties or like um other occasions you you slice of a slice of bread roll, those like Brötchen, bread rolls. Yeah. Put some butter on it, like raw hamburger. And onion rings and eat it, mm. like salt and pepper and eat it. Delicious. Oh, and with a with a beer. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. I don't oh, think it's, I a, it's a party thing. Oh, I have to ask you about my mother's, one of my mother's favorite dishes. It's called the schnitzel a la Holstein. Do you even know schnitzel. what that is? A la Holstein. Holstein was her Hol- main Holsteiner, name. Holsteiner schnitzel. Yeah. Do you know? I heard it, but I, I'm afraid I can't explain what it is okay. right now. It's like a hash. It's like okay. a beef hash. Can it be like something like uh, Northern German or something like that? I, don't I thought schnitzel was where you like breaded the chicken and deep fried it like a like a no, thick that's chicken not schnitzel. It. This is like a hash with poached eggs or something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a thing. My, I have to ask my mother again about mm-hmm. it. But she she she's all, oh you if they have schnitzel a la Holstein she's like mm-hmm. oh I'll have that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. Google it right now. Yeah, Google it because I heard the name, but I'm. And right now, but that's her. My mother's maiden name is Holstein, mm-hmm. so I don't know. But that's not why she likes it. She just <laughs> likes it. Um, anyway, a la uh, Holstein. Anyway, I just okay. thought I'd ask you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like saying, <clears throat> "Do you know so and so who lives in Berlin?" God, Savour Magazine has a Schnitzel a la Holstein. Okay, what's in it? I can't really read it. Flour, breadcrumbs, milk, egg, veal. Veal. Oh God. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. veal. Mm-hmm. Ground pe- black pepper, butter, anchovies, parsley, capers, and lemon. And put it all in a thing and just... Uh, is it ground? Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it says veal chunks. V- oh, yeah. Veal cutlets. So it might be like veal parm, but done German style. Schnitzel a la Holstein. Schnitzel anyway. a la Holstein. Veal. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had veal. Do you eat a lot of veal? I don't eat oh, veal. Oh, yeah. With Wiener Schnitzel is like traditionally made with yeah. veal. Oh, really? And it's so good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to veal. I just mm-hmm. haven't had it in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Veal. Yeah, it's a big thing. You should make veal for us one night. Yeah, let me get right on that. <laughs> why, why is it so uncommon here? Um, The woke police. Okay. You know, how could you eat a baby? The babies. Baby? How could you eat a baby? Mm-hmm. Easy. But it's with la- it's the same thing with lamb. Yeah, it doesn't it's the stop babies us. too. It doesn't stop us from coughing up Jan's lamb chops from time to time. Mm. I mean, you asked me, Jan, earlier, what's my favorite dish, and now I know. It's uh, I I used to make like uh, lamb cutlets, like the the we call it the crown, you know, the cutlets, but still together in 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 one piece. Mm. And I fried it up in like a pot, and uh, made um, a sauce with it, uh, made of. Um, um, onions, um, pears, red wine, and honey. Oh my God, that sounds so. And put in the good. oven uh, little French potatoes and um, tomatoes, and put um, a little bit of butter and salt and pepper on it. 
and put everything together in oh the end. Oh my god, that sounds so good. That's like a last wish meal. That sounds really good. It does. And there's another one which I really like, which is called uh, poulet provençal. It's like a chicken, chi a chicken with um, stuffed with um, oh, what's the name of the herb? Marjoram, tarragon. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have to name them all now. You stuff them with, with her herbs and make a paste out of like um, two big pieces of French butter, um, honey, salt and pepper. Um, honey again. Yes. A lot of honey in German maybe cooking. It's, yeah, maybe it's me cooking. with the honey. I don't know. Um, um, and and like cover the the chicken with this paste and put it in the oven. And again, like as a side, you could easily use um, uh, potatoes, which you just put under, like the chicken is on the roast and just under it, you put the um, the potatoes. So everything drips on the oh, potatoes oh, while nice. you roast it. Yeah. And this is really good too. That's and I learned it from, uh, actually from uh, a TV cook. In Germany. Oh God, my stomach just went. When my mother would make a, a standing rib roast, a roast beef. Yeah, it's... yeah, and put in the little potatoes. Mm -hmm. Like the, they would absorb. They get super crispy mm -hmm. and absorb all those mm -hmm. juices. That was mm -hmm. like one of my favorite yeah. potatoes of yeah. all time. Yeah, ever. Yeah. Well, your it's potatoes so that you cook on your, with your brisket are fantastic. No, it's not. It. I mean, they're okay, but it's not like the ones with the standing rib roast. Yeah, which I don't make anymore because it's very expensive. Yeah, who, and well, who are we having over for standing rib roast? No, but you don't eat your meat. You eat your meat uh, more well done. And I would eat your standing rib roast more but, on the rare side. But yeah, you'd have to because you, why bother? So I mean, let's see. Let's list the things that you're going to make for me: veal. Not and I never agree. No, standing I never rib roast to veal. and some lamb for Anya. You're going to make a, Anya's lamb recipe. We better stop at Bob's Market on the way home so you can stock up. Oh, it's rosemary. On the chicken, oh, sorry, like, like like bundles of rosemary. I love that. You stick everything inside the chicken and on the outside as well. It's like when you go to your grocery store though in Germany, is everything like really fresh? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah, mostly, and like farmers markets are a big thing in Germany. Yeah. Yes. So when yeah. you want to buy really good stuff, you go to the farmers market. market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the well, butter, the you have bread. like a big basket. Everybody has like a big basket and goes to the farmers market. You're yeah, people people do that here, but I, know. I but I don't think our farmers market. I'm sorry, I just don't think they're that. I impressive. think our farmers markets are good. The problem is that first of all, you have to get in your car, drive to the farmers market. Oh no, for, no, no, look for you parking. You just like leave your apartment and it's right I in know. front of your of house. Of course, because it's Berlin. Mm -hmm. But unless you're lucky out here, you don't. You most of the time you have to drive, find parking, blah blah. blah. And you get there and, you know, the stuff is good, but it's it's like twice it's not as, that great. It's twice as much as it is in the grocery store. It's not that great. I can't tell the difference between a lemon in the grocery store and a lemon in the farmer's market. I bought stuff. at I'm, I used to buy really great stuff at the farmer's market, but I just stopped going because after a while it's like, yeah, you're paying three times as much money and it's not that great. I know. So I'm like over it. I yeah. don't feel like doing it. Is, is it a fat farmer's market they set up every 
time, like once a week on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's and like, like there's yeah. always a farmer's market going on in, in, in Los Angeles, but it's different days. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like on Tuesdays, it's yeah. the one in Culver City. It's on uh-huh. Saturday, Sundays, on Wednesdays, it's Sundays the big one in Venice. Santa Monica. Yeah. You know, it just depends. That's yeah. the best one, the one in Santa Monica. The ones that Wednesday and Saturday, all the chefs go to that one. Yeah, I know. You know, super early. You got to get there really early in the morning to get all the stuff. Now, I used to go to the one that was right near me when I lived on off of Cloverfield. That was cause, great. Because there's another one. It was never great, but it was okay. Now it's huge. Yeah. And I go there and I'm just not that impressed. And the pandemic, so. the pandemic kind of, um, there used to be one where Dean used to live down in Torrance. Um, that was fantastic. And then after the pandemic, it, it was still good, but there were way less vendors. People, I think the pandemic, oddly enough, even though it was all outside and kind of better than an indoor place, the pandemic, I think, affected... Um, yeah, some of the stalls and stuff that there aren't as many vendors as there used to be. But I would hazard to guess that you know the farmers market quality that you have is not the farmers quality that we have. Yeah, no, no. no. Have you been to a farmers market here? Not really. No, no. no. I'd be no. curious to see what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to what you go to, they do have some artisan bread makers at the farmers markets here. That mm-hmm. maybe they have them in Germany too, but they do have artisan yeah. bread makers mm-hmm. here. That might be interesting for you to try some bread there too. Mm-hmm. Bread's huge, Catherine. When Catherine Detrave in France, you know, she doesn't eat a lot of carbs, obviously, but when, in France, you know, she's like hauling ass with the bread on a lot, a lot of food. She's just like eating bread, bread, bread. It's different bread. I'm telling you, there's no carbs in that bread over there. I don't know what it is. Well, all I know is it's friggin' delicious. Yeah. I remember, but I gained quite a bit of weight, as I recall, when I was living in Paris initially, Hardly. until I found cigarettes. Until she found cigarettes. And then, <laughs> then I it found, just melted away. I found some cigs, which found is some a food, wine. by the way. Yeah, found it's some, a food group. Found some crack. Is it? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> cigarettes and wine and a little sex. Oh, we don't need to Is hear that about TMI? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we don't oh, need well. to hear about that. Don't bring the podcast down into the depths, Jen. I said a little. I almost said Dan. <laughs> okay, listen, we're out of time. Incredible. Oh, wow. Oh. Incredible. I, we can't thank you enough for making oh, the trip here, uh, not only from Germany to see Louis, but to see our sorry asses in our little podcast yeah. here. Thank you so, so and much. And this chocolate brightened my day more than I can even tell you. Yeah, I'm that excited. is fantastic. And it's dark chocolate, so Dean won't eat it, so that's fantastic. Oh. So thank you again for coming. Uh, and I'll post the stuff for our Instagram for you. And that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.